Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I like salt and vinegar chips. This week, we are finally talking about the long-awaited dopamine detox. As I record this, I'm not actually technically done with my detox, so it's still going, and I'll give a quick update on the aftermath in the intro of the next episode. For this episode, we're going to talk about this whole thing about dopamine detox as my experience until now, and if you should go on one of these dopamine detoxes. All right, so we're going to start off by finally explaining what is this sacred thing that I've been talking about, this dopamine detox. A dopamine detox is an apparent, quote, resetting, end quote, of the dopamine receptors in the brain. What this does in theory is that it makes your ability to focus better, helps you stay more present, and makes you makes things in life feel better in general. So if you just look outside at a sunset, people think, you know, when you're bogged down by social media, phones, and screens, that the sunset just isn't as satisfying as it could be. Or if just going for a run, it's not as satisfying as it could be. And so that's what it means to make things feel better in general. The way that this is done is usually by abstinence on a level that's on a person-to-person basis, meaning like you abstain from what you personally need to abstain from, but usually involves not using social media, abstaining from screen time, no five-knuckle shuffler busting any nuts, and usually accompanied by some sort of water fast or avoidance of treats like candy, ice cream, etc. Reading is usually allowed, meditation is encouraged, and that's a general dopamine detox. As for me, what I did for my for the first day on November 21st, which was a Saturday, not two weeks ago when this comes out, I sat on the floor for 12 hours straight. No phone, no technology, nothing. I sat on the floor and stared. Well, my eyes were closed for a fair amount of it because of meditation, but yeah, that's all I did. I was silent for over 36 hours, didn't speak, I slept on the floor, I just existed. It was quite the time. It was an amalgamation of all the things I'd done before. I've taken only cold showers. I've been silent. I've done nothing. I've turned the electronics off. I've slept on the floor. Rarely everything together like this in one day, though. As for Sunday, the day after that, uh, I also kept all of my technology off, but this time allowed myself to read books. I read The Soul Father Persuasion by Jason Harris mostly. Got about halfway through the book. It's a pretty solid book. I'd recommend it. Uh, halfway through not finished yet but it's doing pretty well and then there was monday to now of me recording this which is currently sunday last week when you're listening to this or when this comes out i did turn technology on because i had schoolwork i had to get done i had two projects a computer science project which quite which definitely requires a computer and then uh engineering project that i had to do and i did a fair amount of it it was a group project but i wanted to do the majority of the work because I feel like having college students do work over their break is just not right. So I I took most of the work and kind of forced it, said to my teammates, hey guys, I'm not going to let you work on it. Sorry. Um, And they were like, they they probably felt a little bad because they're good people, but whatever. It was probably better for them in the end. I believe that and that's why I did it. But yeah, I limited myself to like six hours of technology about, and if anyone wanted to message me, call me, I did pick up and I did respond to messages, texts and calls. And I started reading things on my iPad, which is mostly the Classroom of the Elite light novels. So I, I use my iPad to, to read, not really anything else. No, not much Instagram or any, not, mu- I, not Instagram at all. No Reddit at all, none of that. 
Uh, anyways, those classroom of the elite light novels, oh my god, they're amazing. I also took fully cold showers from like start to finish, got in the shower cold, ended the shower cold. And I, yeah, I don't think hot water touched my body for the last nine days. As for eating, I've only eaten vegetables and eggs, eggs in the morning, and then vegetables at night. And I made sure to ask that they don't taste good. So they didn't taste that great most of it for vegetarians for vegetarians that's wednesday for me a carnivore that's not fun you know eating only plants and or vegetables some people enjoy it and it opens doors for them you can watch the documentary uh what is it called game changers i think and you know for that guy you know opened all the doors but for me it makes me miss meat my like i didn't lose any like considerable amount of middle weight I didn't feel any more energetic so it's not like eating plants only like changed my life or it's something that I'm going to continue doing it just it wasn't something that was enjoyable and it didn't offer any value to me and people's body types are different so what you eat should depend on you know who you are talk to your doctor uh, I also went on like semi-water fast so I did eat breakfast which like, pretty early uh, and then only ate like dinner other than that like I didn't really eat anything between that no snacks nothing uh, I drank water. That's about it. Other food, uh, I did completely abstain from like everything sweet. So no candy, no ice cream, none of that, uh, which was really hard because on the first day, my parents bought me gummy bears and I love me some gummy bears, bro. Let me tell you, gummy bears, they go hard. I almost got TMJ. I almost effed my job because I was eating too much gummy bears at some point in my life. Gummy bears are fire. And so I had to stick the gummy bears and just put them in my closet and just wait until well the day of this recording tomorrow when i get to indulge in those gummy bears i also abstain from music podcasts and youtube aside from like the one workout video i watched in the morning for exercise but i think that's okay uh no five knuckle shuffle it was a uh, it was you know the the whole week i mean quite quite a lot of pain it was it was a time honestly abstaining from the five knuckle shuffle wasn't that bad when you're starving and you haven't ate anything it's uh it's quite the time you you think of other things uh but i did play a game that had a limited time event like i said i would on monday uh, i had something i had to get on there and so i did play that for like an hour or two uh that was about the only thing i wouldn't say that was enjoyable because i, I was really just trying to rush through it get my thing and exito so that i could you know not find pleasure and it wasn't much pleasure it was it was okay it was fun i mean it's a good game i like the game as for its opinion like the opinion on this whole dopamine detox in general from people that aren't me it's it was quite a while it was bleh, it was quite popular a while back and if you watch videos like nathaniel drew's video about a dopamine detox he says that it really did help him enjoy the small things in life more like i said earlier it made him like enjoy life in general more and a lot of people have a similar sentiment that it helps and there's a video i'm going to link down below by a, a channel called better ideas that he also talked about it i watched these videos before the dopamine detox and yeah he says you know it makes your brain like like doing the normal things more and we'll get into that we're going to talk about the science um, but yeah a lot of people say that it helps it helps for them with their their in general you know, whether it be motivation whether it be just feeling better about life or just being calmer and you know it's a general sentiment and me being a nerd i wanted to look into the science of this entire thing and see how it works so that's what we'll be doing now and then going on to recommend it or not recommend it. That sounded really weird. Why did I pause? 
going on to recommend it or not recommend it. There we go. That's better. Anyways, so what it actually is like dopamine? Like what's dopamine? So dopamine is a neurotransmitter and a neurotransmitter is a chemical that resides within uh, mostly the brain for the majority of them, but they're also, you know, in other areas throughout the body, the stomach and other places. And depending on the synapses that they go into and the area of the brain or the area of the body that they enter into, they perform different functions. And dopamine is a pretty intense neurotransmitter that gives a rush. And many people have heard of this one before. Generally, dopamine was known to be a pleasure hormone, meaning it was released when you did something pleasurable. However, recent research has said this is a small misunderstanding. While sure, dopamine does promote positive feelings, it seems to be more of a learning or a motivating, like motivating force rather than a simple pleasure force, not just like a, a carnal feel good force. So dopamine is actually released before an action is taken rather than during the action, unless that action is like cocaine, which literally just stuffs your brain with dopamine. Uh, but for example, like when your phone dings, like the moment that your phone dings, like your brain gets a rush of dopamine, right? And that promotes you to pick your phone up, like you want to pick your phone up. However, the thing on your phone, like it may not actually be good, it could be like really bad news. So it's not promoting a good action, rather, it's merely moving you and priming you to pick your phone up, like that's what it does. And there are a lot of different neurotransmitters involved in the feeling of pleasure. It seems to depend on what you're doing, really. Like, it could be oxytocin if you're hugging someone. It could be serotonin if you're doing something else. I don't know. But, you know, remember, these chemicals do different things depending on what part of the brain they're taken in by. So they have multiple functions. Many relate to multiple... Yeah, like, many relate to multiple functions, to repeat myself. And, yeah, those multiple functions are likely interrelated. Messing up on a lot of words here today. These, yeah, the multiple functions are usually going to be related, right? So dopamine, learning, motivation, and then, yeah, learning and motivation uh, are pretty, like, they go hand in hand, right? And, like, you learn, motiv- it's, it gets complicated. Should we, we could. What's the, what's the commonalities between learning and motivation? Learning is a process by which one understand something or comes to know something and motivation is a force that compels you to or aids in compelling you to do something i think you can find the similarities there but yeah i mean it it depends on what part of the brain it is i know some of the studies i have linked a lot i have some sources down below like three sources that i looked into for this they're fairly reliable i'd say so if you're interested go look into those and they talk more about like dopamine and what it does in different parts of the brain It's really interesting. I might get into it myself a little more later. But yeah, now, does this dopamine detox actually work? You know, that's what dopamine is. Now, does it work, like scientifically speaking? So what does the research say about the dopamine detox? It actually doesn't say much. Like, I couldn't find any actual study on dopamine detoxes. Like, there was no controlled study with, you know, someone doing a dopamine detox, someone not, and like measuring levels or anything. So most of the things I read are really just like uh, understanding and like conjecture by psychologists and PhDs. So, I mean, they're reliable. And hopefully, I mean, I think one day this is something that should be tested. Like, why not? Yeah, I don't know. Someone should do that. If someone's listening right now and they're interested in psychology, get on that. I, uh, I believe in you. That'd be a really interesting study. Anyways, many psychologists say this, and I'm sure there is research on this, but you can't actually, quote, drop, end quote, 
dopamine in the body. Like you can't just like make your reset receptors reset. Like you can't just make the dopamine go down. Dopamine, like other neurotransmitters, unless you're on a drug or an antidepressant, it goes into a synapse for a bit and then it goes out. Like that's just how it works. It doesn't stick around for that long. So your dopamine levels aren't going to be consistent for a prolonged amount of time. It's fairly volatile. Like it hits when that phone dings and then it goes away like pretty soon after. Uh, And with that, you can't exactly force your dopamine levels to go down. If you abstain from doing things or allowing your phone to do things that would raise these levels in your brain, sure, they won't go up, but it's not like dopamine just doesn't exist in the body. It's not like it's just going to break down. You can't take a break from dopamine like it's heroin or meth. And then when you come back, it's stronger. That's just, that's not how your brain works. That's not how your body works. This is a natural occurring chemical within the body and within the brain. Like it it doesn't exactly, like research doesn't say that it resets. It just can't do that. That's not a thing. Uh, But in summary, yes, scientifically, dopamine detoxes aren't exactly, quote, rewiring, end quote, your brain to feel more pleasure. Because to our understanding currently, that's just not how things work. And so... I want to give an explanation on others' experiences, you know, like why do they say like it does make them feel more connected in life and make things more pleasurable in life? Uh, And then a description of my experience for the past nine days and, you know, the recommendation. So a dopamine detox is basically a vacation from the things you do on vacation, not doing the things you would normally find, neurologically speaking, pleasurable. Although I've said that the science says this doesn't have much backing, why do people that do it report feeling better after? Why do they report feeling more pleasure in general life things? This is my hypothesis and some of the sources I link below support this. A dopamine detox gives people a break from everything. The mind is always going these days. From every alert on your phone to simply scrolling and looking at memes, your brain is always being hit with something. That doesn't mean it's good or bad. That doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's usually being hit with something. There's a stimulus constantly acting upon you. And yeah, dopamine does encourage you to do these things multiple times and encourage you to repeat a behavior and you can very well get addicted to apps on your phone. Like that's 100% possible, right? I mean, dopamine, when you think of doing the heroin, the dopamine will shoot and then it'll make you do the heroin like that's just how it works like that's how that's like that's not i don't know if that's addiction's a complicated thing but there's like one part of it a dopamine detox however it gives your brain a break from all of the information overloading and you get to actually look through your eyes for once like you get to stop living in your head and live in the moment you see life is enjoyable. And just because you spend hours on your phone doesn't mean your brain is incapable of finding joy, spending time with your friends in real life. Well, before this whole pandemic thing. And what this does then, this dopamine detox, it brings you to the present. Because like there is no more phone distracting you. You don't have to worry about getting a text or getting this or getting that. The apps just aren't on your phone or the notifications are turned off. So you're not thinking about it. And so it brings you in the present. Like you just, all you have is like, what's in front of you. And so a a dopamine detox is simply like removing distractions and helping you be in the present. You don't have the phone to think about anymore or anything like that. You simply have yourself and what's in front of you. And you can do that without a dopamine detox. All it takes is awareness to bring your attention to the present instead of having your attention constantly thinking about something else. However, for most people, this is a high high discipline practice like this it's really hard to do and we talked about you know self-awareness is op and i use the word awareness here and i'm going to continue using it as i continue speaking here and so 
having that awareness and having that level of discipline to bring your attention to the present, if everyone could do that, we'd all be more enlightened, right? Uh, But unfortunately, the world isn't like that. We're not taught how to do those things in school. We're not taught meditation in school. The Dalai Lama, he said, you know, if we taught meditation to kids from when they were in preschool, the violence would be eliminated in the world. I don't know if that's completely true, but I think like it holds a lot of merit. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, you can do it without this whole dopamine detox, but we'll get to that. Uh, so did I get anything out of this dopamine detox? No, I've spent many hours in meditation for the past three years. And I've done things like this, right? I've taught and this taught me things I already knew like that. I'll be okay. I'll be okay without Wi-Fi and electronics. I'll be okay without meat. I'll be okay regardless of anything that happens in my life. And we'll touch on that more next week with Vairagya. And the value then that this dopamine detox gave me was that for me, it was useless. And I wouldn't have known it was useless unless I tried it. Though me- through meditation and other discipline practices, I'm able to bring my mind to the present at will. Uh, you know, sometimes more successfully than others. Uh, I don't feel the same pressures as I see other people with the phone or the social media. So quitting social media or the phone, like, I don't stay on those enough. They don't really affect me. I don't compare myself. I don't sit on them for hours and hours and hours, numbing my brain with funny memes. Like it's just a non-issue for me. So should you do a dopamine detox? That depends on you. Do you want to? Are you constantly in thought loops and in your head and you can't get out? Then remove the distractions for a while. It may help you learn how to be more present so you can do it with the phone in your pocket. And like I said, a lot of the things I do in life and a lot of the things you may do in life are useless. But the only way that you will learn if it's useless is if you do it. If someone tells you that a movie is bad, you don't actually know if the movie's bad. You have to watch it and figure it out for yourself, right? I mean, other people do what other people do. But for you to get it, like, you have to do it. And that sucks to one extent because, like, that means you can't speed up the the information process. You also have to go into, the th- like, action, not expecting anything. Like, you can't expect it to be bad because that wires your brain to be biased in a certain way. It's complicated. But, you know... Uh, you, you have to do things yourself to figure it out. So like Zen masters, for example, when they hit Zen, the first thing they do is laugh. <laughs> and they realize that everything they did was meaningless. The hours and the hours and the hours of meditation, like it didn't, they didn't need to do that to hit Zen. Sure, it helps. Of course, meditation is wonderful and great. But it's like they could just be Zen. You know, it's just a part of like, it's your birthright to be Zen. It's your birthright to be connected to the universe. It's your birthright to understand the nature of this. Like you can do that. You don't need anything to do that. Like you can literally just think about it and get there. Now doing that is really, really hard, but it's possible. Like you can like, it's yeah, but that's why they, that's why they laugh. So why do we still all meditate? Why do we still all do that? Why do people that are still trying to reach enlightenment do that? Because you don't understand the value in something or the lack of value in something until you engage in it yourself. And we'll touch on that more next week. I'll share another story with you. So will the dopamine detox be meaningless for you? Maybe, maybe not. As I said, a lot of people found value. I'll link some YouTube videos in the description of this podcast. However, even if you don't find value in it, the value is value in itself. Like you might, even if you don't find value, like that lack of value is valuable. Um, And the moral of the story do it if you want to. If you think you'll get something or if you simply want to try like I did, go for it. Maybe not as extreme as I did by doing nothing, but yeah, go for it. I'll expand on a lot of things and bring a lesson from all of this next week when we talk about vairagya and discipline. 
And I think I pronounced it wrong a few podcasts ago when I mentioned it. I said it really weird. It's, it's Vairagya. And again, not Viagra, Vairagya. Uh, roughly translating to detachment, a Sanskrit word. But yeah, that's what we're going to do next week, which is going to be really exciting because that's what I've been thinking about mostly over the past week uh, over my dopamine detox here. Really excited for tomorrow. I mean, the first thing I'm going to do tomorrow on Monday, I'm going to call my homie up. I'm going to go to effing Walmart or whatever, a store, if you guys don't know what Walmart is, and I'm going to go buy six bags of chips. Why am I going to do that? Because I want to. Am I going to eat all those six bags of chips in one day because I abstained for nine? No, I'm not going to do that. However, I'm going to eat some of those effing chips on tomorrow, and it's going to be so great. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to buy those six bags of chips without any remorse. I'm going to buy him one bag of chips if he wants it. It's going to be absolutely incredible, and I'll get back to you on that next week as well. I'm also going to eat my gummy bears, ice cream, and I'm going to eat some effing pie. I'm not going to be completely unhealthy, but over the course of the next week, I will definitely be indulging myself. And although I do have finals coming up, so video games aren't going to be really a part of my life as they, I would like them to be because I abstained over my break. My winter break is going to be filled with effing video games. So I'm saying that right now. Um, unless the Rona magically goes away and I figure out how to effing fly on a plane and go somewhere. But yeah, until then, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I hope that you did get something out of this and hopefully you enjoyed. If nothing else, hopefully you know a little more about dopamine, dopamine detoxes, or about how Zen masters laugh when they hit Zen. Thanks again. I will see you next week with another episode. Peace.